dudes assume all the women are after their money. And I'm sitting there talking, I'm like, but nigga, you don't got no money. So what are you talking about? What is this money cheap? What is this money cheap after? Hey everybody, I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. What are we talking about today, Elise? Today, today, we are, we're setting a milestone today. We're setting a milestone. What? Yes. What? Yes. We have <laughs> our very first episode with a male presence. Ooh. Never been done before. We in the building. So today, <laughs> today's topic is Ebony and Eligible Dating Edition with hashtag just saying podcast, co-host Ringo Mandingo and Double G. Yay! Hey, in the building. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes, welcome, fellas. Thank yes. y'all for having yes. us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yes. So let's get into the bios real quick. Break this down so it can forever be broke. Um, <laughs> so Ringo Mandingo began podcasting in January of 2018, starting with the hashtag Just Saying Podcast and expanding with a second show, The Failure to Launch Podcast. Ringo Mandingo sees himself as a comedian, a mental health advocate, a revolutionary, and most importantly, <laughs> a full-time Black man. Ringo Mandingo hey. is devoted to using the platform of podcasting to entertain, educate, unite, and inform the Black community by providing a safe space for Black men to openly express themselves without risk of judgment. At 38 years on this earth as a Black man, he understands the importance of a safe space. In the re- meantime, Ringo Mandingo is a full blurred who likes to spend his spare time gaming, watching anime, writing, and illustrating all while maintaining a professional career in the Department of Human Services. Quote, work takes up so much of our lives, we have to find something we love to help escape. End quote of Ringo. Man, dingo. Yes. <laughs> Clap it up. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh, you wrote all that? I did. I did like that. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about my bio. My bio was short, sweet, concise. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know what to. All right. <laughs> we appreciate it, though. We appreciate it. So let's get into Double G's bio. Double G was born and raised in California. He comes from an average-sized family of four sisters, no brothers. He's self-described as a a class clown while in school, although admitting he wasn't considered the most popular at that time. However, things change. Things change. He in there now. For the better. (laughs) For the better. Right. In addition to co-hosting with Ringo Mandingo, Double G is a working professional, has a history in the Navy, and is a former athlete. We have another baller in our midst. Uh Uh-oh. Another baller. Yes. (laughs) Anytime, any place. (laughs) He stay ready. Give me six months to prepare. Stay ready. Six months. I'll be out there waiting. (laughs) He is a strong music enthusiast and producer as well. His down in his downtime, Double G is a true Pisces. Pisces, yes, in the building. Who prefers uh, tacos? Gosh, y'all team Pisces. Whatever. Don't hate. Uh, <laughs> he prefers taco over pizza. Hates small talk and is a bit of an anime nerd. Welcome to Double G. Bye. Thanks you for having me. <laughs> Don DeMarco. DeMarco, DeMarco. 
So yes, <laughs> we welcome you both and we so appreciate y'all rocking with us today. Yes. yes. So the intro to today's topic. How to date, who to date, and the drama of actually dating has been all over social media. We know this. It's become a battlefield out there of different factions mm. and opinions. There's the casual daters, the intentional daters, red pill, blue pill, hypergamous, high value. <laughs> we got simping and sugar babies. We all over the place. We everywhere out here. <laughs> and a lot of times black men and women end up so much at odds with each other that any chances of dating become null and void. So it's just we're, we're constantly fighting instead of trying to love each other. And that is why we wanted to have the full-time black men of Hashtag Just Saying Podcast join us at Full-Time Black Women to talk about dating from their perspective. So this is Ebony and Eligible Dating Edition. Ooh, I cannot wait to get into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, there are first victims. I mean, male. Uh, I don't yes. know. Here we go. Here we go. I feel Here like it's go. a setup. Right, yeah. I feel like we walked kind of no. into this, but hi. Right. We ready. Safe space. We ready. Yes. There's a little fish face alien out there like, it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Too late. You're here already. <laughs> but we are going to get into this topic and after this commercial break. You know, Aisha, sometimes I don't feel like leaving my house. Why do you feel like you need to explain the world to me? Because I understand already. <laughs> yes, I don't either. That's why I use Instacart. I use Instacart to get my groceries delivered to my front door. Not only am I saving money with the coupons that they offer, but also it just kind of makes me feel fancy to say, leave the groceries at the front door, please. <laughs> Exactly. I don't know why I became a Margaret, but hey, I'll do it. It sounded good <laughs> to me. I will always uh, take the opportunity to be a Margaret, especially when I have to carry my bags. I might be a strong, independent black woman, but sometimes I want to see the, de- the deliveries and the groceries at my front door without lifting a finger. And it's awesome because those deliveries are hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences. And guess what? They keep your eggs safe, too. And you are able to actually shop at multiple stores on one single order. Once again, I'm not an Instacart uh, pro when it comes to doing that. But guess what? It's okay. We can all learn together. Yes. Um, the Instacart always highlights where you can save. I'm all about my money. Y'all know that. Absolutely. And all the products are, that you love from your local stores. And not only that, once you place your order over $35, you get free delivery once you use the link in the show notes. Fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. And join me on this little aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get it out. Uh, Margaret. <laughs> trail go ahead use instacart make sure that you can take one more thing off of your list as a full-time black woman just let someone else handle it for you it's okay live in a little bit of luxury yes so click on the link and let them know we sent you fulltimeblackwomen.com forward slash instacart forward slash so we're back and you know what time it is. But we can go ahead and get started with those stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. Hey, we bringing hey, you hey, the facts with some stats for that ass. So check this out, everybody. What's up? Now, if we consider dating to be a precursor for marriage, blackdemographics.com shows that in 2017, black people are most likely to marry each other. 
with Black men having a Black spouse 85% of the time and Black women having a Black spouse 93% of the time. Now, furthermore, Totson and Marks, two researchers from prestigious HBCUs, shout out to the HBCUs, (laughs) found that 83% of Black men who earned at least 100K annually marry Black women. Totally different than what we are told or fed through the media. Because the media constantly has posts, memes, videos, etc. How many people who feel the opposite? Now, for example, now women, listen, this is kind of a trigger, but some guy, I don't know who he is, Tim <laughs> Alexander. Don't care. Says, exactly, I don't even know who he is. matter. Look, he's a simp. But anyways, <laughs> to a certain degree, Black people are sick of each other. Tim Alexander is the director of a film, Diary of a Tired Black Man, where the main character gets frustrated by Black women and decides to date a white woman instead. Mm. Now, once again, this is a part of the media that has been shoved down our throats and into our eyeballs, letting us know that Black women or Black men are constantly at odds. But that's why we wanted to do this show with Just Saying Podcast, so we could get a true raw perspective from full-time black men all right in response to those stats let's let's i'll give the fellas a chance first so how do y'all feel about these stats here it's a safe space Uh, promise oh my goodness speak your mind i'm gonna say i'm gonna say from facts from facts um stats are stats they say numbers don't lie that's true but in my personal experience with dating and or being in the dating pool, like for instance, the mother of my child is not black, but yet I date black women still at the same mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. I feel like none, I feel like those numbers don't even matter in a sense. It's who you are attracted to, who you are compatible with in a sense, quote unquote. And at the end of the day, does that person make you happy? Yes or no. It shouldn't even matter about color regardless, you know, across the board. So. Okay. Okay. opportunity over here yes. <laughs> hey. yeah so yeah to, to me to me that 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 kind of stuff you know doesn't matter you know i've dated white black mexican latina asian across the board like not saying one you know one race is better for the other but you know like at the end of the day it's just whoever makes you happy yeah yeah, yeah. i get so, that mm-hmm. how about you ringo what about Mandingo? you ringo for me, you know, I'm going to take the revolutionary stance. I feel like they shove that down our throats on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's a plan. It's, it's definitely a plan. And um, it's, it's weird because in my dating experience, I've definitely been on both sides. Like I've spoken to women and I've heard that we love black men. We, we're always there for you. But then on the flip side, like I hear that. But then what I see and my experience is like, ah, no, nah, I hate us. <laughs> yeah, y'all hate us. One thousand percent, y'all hate us. What do you mean? No, Why? go deeper into that. Yes, it's just like on on certain things, like, and it's it's not that hate where it's like the unexplained, um, like white racism. You know, like it, our skin color, we can't control that, mm-hmm. and we're hated for that. That's that we don't have any reason on why they hate us so much for that. But I think the hate that I'm speaking of is more like, you know, how you say you hate your kids. 
But you don't hate no. the people. Yeah. say that. It's on my nerves. People, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think it's that. In my head, I said it to me in my head, like <laughs> I, I think it's more of that. Like they, we're like when they say we're sick of each other, but we're not. Like we're not going anywhere. It's more like yeah. that. We get into an argument. I'm going in that room. We're going in that room. Mm-hmm. But then we text. You hungry? Like it's that I think. Yeah, and that's what I think the whole dating field is in the black community right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined a, a recently. I joined this um, through a friend. I joined this stupid battle of the sexes group <laughs> on Facebook, what? and it that triggers like me every time I go into that group. See the, the stuff like drama just that, you, that I read, the comments that I see, and I'm like, oh my god, what are what is wrong with everyone? And the main thing that I notice is that we're both saying the same thing, mm-hmm. but as men and women, we're saying it from different angles and different perspectives. Yeah. So like we all looking for love, support, loyalty, and respect. I think that's what we all blanketly want from one another, mm-hmm. but it looks different from each side. And we're saying that, but we're not hearing each other. And it looks like we we're fighting and we hate each other. Right. And then you turn on the TV and all you see is mixed couples and mixed kids. Like every single show I watch, I'm like, huh. I said, do we Not really just love white shows, women? shows, but it's the right. commercials. Yes. Yeah. Com- Once they commercials got that uprise that Cheerio commercial years ago, mm-hmm. yes. like, oh, so this shit works. It sells. Right. Commercials. All of a sudden, everybody mixed. I'm like, everybody, right. Commercials, 1,000%. Like yeah. Yep. We had a whole bunch of little Corbin blue looking kids all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, is it really like that? Because when yeah. I look outside, that's, that's not what I see. It's right. not what I see. So, um, I believe the stats. I, th- I think we love each other. I think we're here for each other. Um, I don't think we necessarily want to be all the way out the race. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I do have a perspective that once you reach a certain point, like I know your stats set up to 100K a year. But I think once you hit that millionaire status, I think all you see is the other side, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why because it goes for men and women. You see Serena now and all these other successful black women with these white husbands, because I'm thinking that's all that's there at that point. If you want somebody that's financially equally yoked with you, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm touching on other stuff, but oh, that's oh, what I said. It's open. Okay. <laughs> Topics. Right? Who has so, time yeah, for them? That's what I see. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like once you, once you make a certain point of financial success, all you see is white. Mm-hmm. And then the Corbin blue kids come. But on, you know, everything for me is on a bell curve. So on average, though, I don't think it's that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. believe the stats. I think is is what it is. Eighty five and what is it? Ninety three. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I was surprised it's only ninety three. I was like, I know ninety nine, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I know. I heard that and was feeling the same way. Like, that's definitely got to be higher because yeah, we we love y'all. <laughs> I mean, we might not act like it all the time to y'all, but we love y'all hundred percent. Um. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the matter at hand, Ebony and Eligible Dating Edition. Um, before we start to throw these questions at you, let's hear a little bit about how just, hashtag Just Saying Podcast got started. So Ringo Mandingo, can you share just how how this came about, where it came from, you know, a little history, a little background on this situation? Of course. <laughs> See, originally it started with <laughs> me talking to my friends on the phone mm-hmm. and the conversations we used to have were, 
hilarious. And I was like, man, if we recorded this, we could probably like be somebody or do something like really entertaining. And um, from there, I kind of got peer pressured into starting the podcast. Like I started doing research on podcasts. Then another friend of mine started buying the equipment. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, we doing this. We, we about to do this now. And we started off with like one USB microphone and a laptop. And we would just sit and record just like we were talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was going like that. I had another co-host at first. He's away right now. Shout out to uh, Hayden Ash Jones. He's, he's away in Barang right now. And then um, me and Double G, we were already friends. We had worked together at another job. And uh, we weren't even cool at first. I didn't even like this dude. What? I saw him. <laughs> But it's not that I I didn't no, was, I didn't yeah, dislike it, him. Yeah, it was like on a job level. Like he like he literally we used to bring me customers, <laughs> and I no, I did not want to help. He used to be like, "Hey, yo, man, so I got this customer in your laptop," and I would look at the customer and he'd be gone. I'd be like, "Yo, why would you bring? <laughs> who is this dude? Who is this dude?" Man? We had one mutual friend, and the cosign from that friend, I knew he was cool, but you know, like I don't know what women do, but as men, like when we have we have like our domain. And then this dude entered the domain and I was like, huh, you know what I'm saying? He might be a problem here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, <laughs> as, instead of it being like a problem, like a like a Mufasa scar situation, we just ended up getting cool. We actually got cool over Xbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were video playing games. video games. Yeah, right. That's how it happened. We were definitely playing video games together. And then that leaked over into real life. And then when I started, when I needed a new co-host, I was like, bro, you want to do the podcast? And he was like, yeah. And then we recorded our first episode and uh, the feedback we got was like crazy. It was, it was like, oh, wow. Who is that? Mm-hmm. You, whoever that is, you need to keep him on. Y'all need to keep on going. And then when I listened back myself, I was like, boy, the, the chemistry is really coming through. Mm-hmm. And it was on the popping from there. Okay. Yeah. It was like, it was basically once we started actually doing the podcast, it was it was kind of like it was effortless in a sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we would literally the same stuff we would talk about on the podcast. We would talk about for hours on the phone Okay, and simply just translate that straight to the podcast. And that's what it made it like things started clicking. And we were one takes <laughs> the one take came all the way through. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's how that came to be. We know nothing about edits. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that? That's being authentic. Absolutely. Right. That's all Absolutely. that is. Um, Double G, did you have a, a interest in podcasting before this came about? Um, ever before? No, because <laughs> I was into music. Mm-hmm. So I was heavy on the music side, making the music. But there were times where I wish I could be like, I could do like an interview kind of on um, basically what I was doing. But I never really got around to getting in depth with that. So when he presented the podcast, it it seemed like a flourish of everybody was doing it in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I felt like we can bring our own spin, our own experiences, our own, you know, the the way we operate um, um, together over the phone or whatever onto the podcast. And so I was that's the first time I actually started thinking about it after listening to everybody else's podcast or whatnot. I was like, (laughs) man, this is a suck. Like, we can do better than this. (laughs) That's podcast, you know, you know, we're watching them on YouTube and whatnot. I'm like, yo, this podcast, they're, like, there was no chemistry within, the, right. within anybody. Everybody was just talking about whatever, and it just seemed so, so fake yeah. in a sense. So that's why we were like, yo, man, 
Let's start our this. own party. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man, we could do this. We could do this. And here we are. <laughs> Wait, so you're into music. So were you a rapper, producer, both? So like- back in the day, <laughs> uh, yonder, uh, like 05, 06, uh, me and uh, one of my uh, friends I was going to school with, we got into uh, battle rapping. And what? Yeah. Okay. Long time ago. So we got and it got to the point to where we would walk down downtown L.A. And just point out random people. Hey, you rap? Spit something. And we would just battle them on the spot. Like, dude, yeah. just wait for the bus. Calm right. down. Yeah, like, we were like, okay, cool. And we, we would just start going off. Like, yo, your pants is trash. Like, this, that, and the other. And then we got, yeah, we got better at it to the point to where we was going to, di- we went to another school and was battle rapping people from that school. Like, it was, and then after a while, I was like, all right, so... I'm battle rapping and trying to do music at the same time. And over time, it became a struggle because I couldn't write the lyrics <laughs> and think of the beats at the same time. So I was like, all right, I got to give one leeway to the other. And I slowly started or st- stopped writing lyrics and started producing more oh, to the point okay. to where hey, you, you asked me to, to battle rap. I'll just look at you like, nah, dog, I ain't got you it. Ain't got it no I, I don't have the capacity. See, I was about to ask you what's up. Hey. See, I saw it on your face. Yeah. I saw it. And I was like, yeah, let, let me hit her with the, 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 the excuse. Yeah, nah. <laughs> it's I don't, cuffs. I don't cuffs have it. Turn me up. <laughs> He's he oh. definitely freestyles on full time black yes. woman. I, I hear know. it all the time. If you don't know now, you know. Don't even be. I ain't riding. got it today. Don't even be. I, don't I ain't got it, it today. Day. I ain't got it no days. Okay, I don't be rapping. It don't be rhyming. It don't be rapping. It don't have no type of rhythm, melody. It's just B. Okay, but I'm all the way here for it though. I'm all and the you way. You be here my support, girl. We yeah. hear the ad libs. I hear yeah. the ad libs. Yes, <laughs> I be the hype woman in the back. Like yo, yo. Hey, 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 yes, I got you though. Hey, I got you. One day I'll get it together and uh <laughs> hop on here and drop some hot dialon bars. Some hot fire. <laughs> Spit some hot fire. Yeah. Copy <laughs> your head bars. Don't be going home writing no bars trying to come back to about nah, 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 to be free. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm hop on. You know I'm gonna prepare mentally on the car right here. Like uh, right, this, this is what I'm gonna talk prepare. about. I don't prepare. It just oh, oh, you just you just on. All right, okay. Just when it, what comes comes. Yep. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, so, cool. Bet I got you. All right, then, double G. Well, I have a question for you. Also, with all the stereotypes that are thrown back and forth between black men and women, do you think we are more interested in being right about what we believe about each other, or? Do you feel as if people are really more focused on building black love with one another? I think people are focused on building black love with each other. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, because I I've seen it firsthand. I've seen, I've seen get it mixed into the stereotype. A lot of that stuff, that stereotype stuff has to do with either general gen, like the generational upbringing. Mm-hmm. Social mm-hmm. media has their mm-hmm. hands in that all the way wrist deep (laughs) and it's causing a lot of turmoil uh, between, you know, black men and black women, especially Facebook. He say, she say, but at the end of the day, like I've seen going past all of that, black love prevails Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And I've seen, I've seen it prevail. (laughs) I've seen it prevail. Y'all was waiting for that. No, nope. yep. I came here with positivity. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. Because we think because we're black women, we think we right. <laughs> that's what. That's a fact. That's a, see, that's another thing. Having four sisters and no brothers, I kind of mm-hmm. understand sometimes when I might be walking into a something that I might not be able to get out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you prepared. So I kind of felt that. Yeah, I, I was kind of prepared for that question there. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see if Ringo Mandingo is prepared for it. What do you think about that? Do you think that we have a more of an interest of being right? And you mentioned it during uh, speaking on the Facebook group that you're a part of. Right. I was just too triggering <laughs> versus, you know, really, truly trying to invest ourselves in building generations that understand Black love is normal. Normalize Black love. Right. I, I think it's, it's a lot of front. It's, it's a lot of, as the kids say, capping on, on um, you know, on social media. And I say people say things, I think, just to get reactions and likes and things. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen it firsthand. You, you can have the hardest person, man or woman. They, they, they'll have their side. They'll be on their Kevin Samuel stuff. She'll be on her, uh, you know, hate black men. Men ain't shit type stuff. But as soon as a good dude comes along. Oh, it's a wrap. She she's not that anymore. You know, she's all that armor melts off, and she's not even with her homegirls anymore. They're not hanging out, and it's like, what happened to all of that? That that shit you was talking. Like, let's go back to the group. Let me go back to the battle of the sexes and pull up what you said, because now you on vacation, and I don't see that stuff anymore. You know, so I I think people want the black love, and I I think we just get so caught up in the uh, the turmoil of it all, mm-hmm. and people just want to ride that wave. Instead of just like I said, I feel like if we just stop and listen to one another, we'll we'll realize that we're saying the same stuff. I you know? totally, same thing. totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Communication. Yes. Communicate. I yeah. I agree. I feel like with so many different types of apps and social media forums and uh, podcasts and shows and everything else, the ability to communicate is what is really missing. Right. Um, like one. you said, we and I say this for myself too, we listen to respond, not listen mm-hmm. to digest. Right. And we right. just spoke about that before. And I feel like that's the issue when it comes to the black relationships or people who are interested in dating other black people is that we're so quick to be on the defense because of our past experiences or because of how uh, Double G mentioned how we were raised generationally mm-hmm. to not trust one another, but more so to feel like you need to protect yourself if you trust somebody, you set yourself for the get got. Right. Right. Get, right. get got up in these yep. streets. Yeah. Yeah. I was like literally just about to say the same thing. I totally agree with what you said, Ish. I think is we're always on the defensive. And with us being <laughs> probably on social media more than ever, we're mm-hmm. especially during this time, like all we do is take in information from mm-hmm. social media, YouTube, TV, everything else. And so now it's just all right, well, obviously I gotta protect myself. I'm independent, I'm strong, and I don't have time for all these uh, dudes out here playing games and whatnot. And you know the, uh, what is it? But they always say niggas ain't shit. I ain't got time for that. So <laughs> we're either just, we're just constantly trying to some so-called protect ourselves and at the same time fighting against what we really want. And then right. it, yeah. it gets, we get so used to being in this bubble of, you know what, I I ain't got time for them. They trash anyway. All dudes out there trash and get so used to that. It's hard to come out of the whole mm-hmm. idea. Of, well, maybe I'll give one a try. No, mm-hmm. I got to be mm-hmm. right sometimes. 
I'm strong right, in this yeah, rightness yeah. right now. <laughs> Look, I just every month my LSs and I have a Zoom call. And the topic of the last one that we had uh, a few days ago, it just kept going back to men ain't shit. Mm. Like <laughs> over and over again. Like, who hurt you? Yes. <laughs> That's who always my question. Yeah. That's all always my question. All of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but, but I don't understand. You cannot say that all men ain't shit. Yes, I can. All men ain't shit. And I was like, but I don't understand. And these are coming from married women, mm-hmm. divorced women, single women. And I'm up here trying to fight and defend men because I'm like, sons, my husband, even the dog is a boy. So I'm just surrounded by men. Constantly. And I'm like, that's not true. But I got shut down. I got overpowered. They oh, were yeah. so headstrong on that. But then I want to turn around and say, but. I do love my husband or, you know, I am looking forward to being with somebody who's going to treat me right. But in the meantime, I'm going to have this men's mindset that men ain't shit. I'm like, then you're going to do nothing but attract those ain't shit men. Exactly. Right. That and, negativity. And that that's always, right. yep, that's and always that's, my advice too. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, and when they run into these same niggas that ain't shit, <laughs> then they model, like they can't derive from that model because mm-hmm. they keep running in, they keep having that mindset. And it, and it, and and the and the cycle continues. Yep. It, it doesn't break. Mm-hmm. Nobody's breaking that. I, I, I tell everybody, you have to be deliberate with the universe with your requests, right? So if your mindset is that, that is what you're going to draw to yourself mm-hmm. every yes. single time. Mm-hmm. It, it might come in different packages. It might look different, but it's always going to be the same because that's what you're putting out. So when you change that mindset, everything will switch around. I know that sounds all like spiritual. And and <laughs> no, but I'm trying to tell you that energy that is, is real. Yes. It, yeah, it is a fact. You yeah. you you uh you change the way you look at things. The things you look at will start to change. Right. Y'all with the gems. I'm gonna fuck y'all up. Right. Y'all just <laughs> dropping all types of gems, ladies. I hope y'all That's listening it. and picking these things up, please. Please. Yeah. That's facts. It, that it was so bad that even on my um, I was participating with Plenty of Fish. I know y'all heard of that that mm-hmm. dating app, and on that app, I, you know you do the the regular. I'm in Aquarius and I like long walks on the beach. You know your 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 profile is set up, and then after clicking through all the women's profiles and just reading this laundry list of don'ts or they they what they don't want, and it just sounded that's what I'm saying. It sounded like hate, and I was yeah. like, if you hate men so much, why are you on the app trying to meet men? And so it, it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm good. I totally changed my profile. I deleted everything I had. And I said, I'm going to turn my profile into a guide for the women. Like, if this is what you, if you're seeking a man and not like a, like a wagging your finger type of thing, but just saying like, look, nobody likes that long, long list of negativity. No one likes to hear all your bitter past history not on this platform Mm -hmm. maybe after i get to know you and i'm trying to learn and help you heal but me just looking at your pictures and trying to meet you i don't need to know all of this stuff off the rip so i just i just made like this guide and i just spoke about positivity my successes in you know the things that i've I've accomplished in life and we're just like hey good luck to y'all uh, I don't want to meet any of you, but <laughs> hopefully you'll find what you're looking for. <laughs> and a bunch of women, and it worked. A bunch of women were like, oh my God, I just read your whole, and it was long as hell. It was like an essay on my thing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wow, I really appreciate that. That that really helped. I just changed my profile and and 
it, things are going different for me. And I'm like, hey, you're welcome. And then, of course, it would turn into like, so what, do you, what about you? What are you? Are you still single? Are you? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I'm just. I just, I just that's did that for y'all. I'm all right. I'm all right. I was, I was yeah. just looking out for you. <laughs> I was just so, to like, go. you give that because I feel like you were giving like fuckboys a blueprint to get to you. Yeah. You say what you don't want. So, the, the fuckboy is sitting there like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. All right. Yeah. And now <laughs> yeah. the representative is built. Right. Yeah. Looks right to me. All right. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Right there. The representative gets built. He gets sent forth. Cheeks mm-hmm. get clapped. Time gets wasted, <laughs> and now you're even more bitter on the same app, right? Add That's another what one. I said. That's why I'm not taking yep. like this in the first place because the whole shit. Um, yes. And so I'm like, if you remove the guideline <laughs> for the fuckboy, guess what? You might meet a genuine dude that really likes you for you, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and that, that was basically all my advice. And I just left it up there like that. And it and it helped. And I, I got some some, you know, backlash as well. Who are you? What the fuck you think you are? And tell me you can't tell me this. That, that. I'm like, all right. And so you're going to be alone for sure. Like, yeah, I, I know that. Wait till your time for contact me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to hate. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. hate, 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 yep. hate, hate. So, question. I know we covered what the, the mantra is for most, not most, for some single black women. These ain't shit. What is, <laughs> what is the mantra that's out there for y'all, though? Bitches ain't shit. What is what is it that's out there for y'all, and how do y'all combat that huh, to date successfully? I think there's a lot, right? There's there's don't there's a couple there's a couple that. that's <laughs> triggered. There, there's a couple that stand there. There's a lot, but we don't we don't flaunt it like women do. Like yeah. oh niggas ain't shit. All these niggas you know, we don't kind of do it like that in a sense. Mm-hmm. We may we may pick and choose when yes. we need to, <laughs> when, <laughs> when it's necessary. But other than that, we kind of keep that like in house, in a sense. The barbershop talk, yeah. But like, I guess like what's one one of the main ones that we hear like um, like women are are gold diggers. Like dudes assume all the women are after their money. And I'm sitting there talking to him like, but nigga, you don't got no money. So <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What is this money yeah. she's what is this money she's after? What you work type at Wawa. What are we talking yeah. about? Because most black women are breadwinners. So and not by choice, but at the same time, you know, especially our audience, we right. are black women. It's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. right. Your your money isn't it. And so that was that's one of the main things you hear a lot. And um yeah, just I, that, that's the thing. I think women are fear like nobody wants to be played. Everybody don't doesn't want to get vulnerable because you're going to end up getting mm-hmm. played the more you open up. And women don't want to be used for their bodies and men don't want to be used for their money. But then if you go by the stats and the ways the, the tables have turned in society, y'all get more money than us. So I'm confused at the dudes sometimes. And but on the on the same end, I see that the men have kind of changed roles too. Like I've seen a lot of situations where the dudes have become the gold diggers. Like Ooh, we, the jokes, the memes yeah, and stuff come yeah, out where, yeah. like, uh, you know, all the jokes come out. Like the dude is homeless. Like sis, yeah. if he moves in with you really quickly, yeah, yeah, like that dude really didn't have no place to go. And, and you think it's low? Argue and he pack up his PlayStation <laughs> and, his <laughs> and his charger. That's all he got to his name. Oh, he could fit in a damn yeah. Jordan box. Pair of Jordans. <laughs> right? yes, and at man. the door. 
And that's, I'm leaving. And that's real, man. Here you go. Here go the Xbox. Right. Here go the PlayStation. <laughs> He'll be back. It's supposed to snow. My man come back. He come back knocking. I left my controller. <laughs> So yeah, so it's yeah. that. So I and I mind you, I'm no Derek Jackson. I'm no simp. I, I just speak like what I see and what's real. Um, I don't subscribe to I don't idolize anybody, but I'm probably more Kevin Samuels and Derek Jackson. But what I do see in the bell curve is that women are out earning the men and the men are acting like birds in, mm. in a sense, whether they're looking for a place to stay looking for bills to be paid, looking for help. And I'm sitting there like, wow, like what happened here? Like, that's the ego. That's a, that's a, a but, little bit how to do that with his ego. But the pride died. And they, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ego, the pride jumped out the window, was like, fuck it. Yeah. And, left. and now he's standing there with the ego like, well, I mean, she do got an extra room. Now that's crazy to me. <laughs> Hmm. How can Wait, I fedangle this? Wait, you, you you mentioned yeah. something, uh, Ringo. You mentioned simp. Now I I'm old. Okay, I don't understand this new lingo. Mm. But right, right. I notice when we talk about <laughs> simp, and I see on social media, Russell Wilson always comes up. Oh man, associated yeah. with that term. Mm-hmm. Nah, you, yeah. Explain. I don't get it. Nah, I Russell get it. is getting a bad haters. rap. Yeah, yeah. Russell, yeah. Russell, Russell is, is getting a bad rap. Russell is not a simp. Nowhere near me. We we actually did a whole episode on simping on hashtag just uh-huh. saying. Mm-hmm. And basically, a simp is a dude that not only not it's not just like catering and um pandering to women, but doing that and getting no results. No, right. Mm-hmm. So like a simp is the dude that's hey, good morning, beautiful grand rising queen. You know the the sun. <laughs> Sets on your forehead and shines on your ass, and I, I'll eat it from the back. Oh my god! Time. <laughs> knowing damn well, knowing damn well, ain't nothing gonna happen. But this. he just wants to put his little two cents in for every the time. Mm-hmm. Every yeah, all, the the the, the wyd dudes, the uh, the constant sexual you know invitations, and the Zell and the Cash App dudes oh. with no results. Mm-hmm. With with no results is the key. That's the mm-hmm. key thing. If you if you do all of that stuff, if you paying the forty dollars and you're still getting no buns, you're simping like, like hard. You're tricking, but you ain't getting no tricks. Right. Yeah, you're tricking, but so no, no Russell freaks. doesn't fit that definition because he found his queen. He's just happy. He's, He's just doing a, his job. A man in love, being a man, providing, protecting, and loving his uh, his wife, and displaying it on social media, which mm-hmm. we don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the men see that, and then they hate on him, but. Their their anger is misdirected though, yeah. and that's what I've been. Um, that's what I've been defending that for the past like six months to be honest. Because a lot of women asked me for advice, and they were like, "Why do dudes hate Russell so much?" And I was like, "They don't hate Russell; they hate the idea of that situation." And I'm gonna break it down for y'all if I can. Can I do yeah. that? Oh, please, please. Because right. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> so in life, let's say me and Double G are the Russells, right? We fall in love with one of y'all, but y'all don't love us back. You know, mm. y'all, y'all see us. We're in high school. We got buck teeth. We skinny. We're fat. Whatever our, our deal is that makes you not attracted to us <laughs> is the thing. So y'all go with future. Counting them commas, yeah. 
Kind of, you know, like you, you dealing with that dude, the drug yeah, dealer, boy, right? the one that had the car, the bad, the dude that your parents say, why are you talking to that boy? Yeah. Right. That's who y'all want. You fuck around and have a kid with this dude. You get fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> your money is all messed up. Your credit is all jacked up. We got our shit together. The buck teeth are gone. We got Invisalign. We hit the gym. We got a. <laughs> Now we popping a little bit out here, mm-hmm. and now you come back around. Mm. You're like, "Hey, how you doing?" We looking hey, like, baby. "Oh, uh, right," nah. and we looking <laughs> like, "Oh no, nah, shit, you Who lost is it." You? We went to school mm-hmm. every day. Nah, yeah, I don't right. know that. That's not the, nah. You can't be the same, you know. Right. And so you, so let's say if we if we take you back, let's say we take it in, we're still in love. That part people say is simping because I held on to those feelings all of that time. Even though she played you, you know what I mean. Yeah. I know you. I, you know you curved me. And what people don't tend to to talk on is how women really make men better. Like we do everything for y'all, <laughs> like for real. And y'all could really inspire us to be better. So I did all of that improvement because of when I got curved in high school. Mm-hmm. So then, if I take the person that curved me back. Even though she went with the future and had a whole kid, a whole legacy, that's another man's situation. And I take that in. I'm like, yo, that's mine. I'm good. Some people be like, oh, mm. he tripping. Right. OK, so you and that's to be what Russell did. Time, and be yeah. mad and just standoffish. Be, right. Yeah, and like just I... be a slut bucket out here. But Russell didn't do that. Russell went with the woman he wanted. And that's that. So I, I felt like the dudes weren't mad at Russell they were mad at what he presented because that's a one in a million shot that Sierra comes back around and improves her life tenfold like that. Mm-hmm. Cause for it's the most part like on average, it's not going to go before. And she chose future over him. So right. That's why I didn't get the understanding of how all of a sudden this is why it turned into that. Not just his wife, but the family they created together. Right. It's a sip. I, like, I don't get it. These people are just, angry. nah, nah. Yeah. yeah they just angry and bitter with that. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's the just, same, like just like those women that say men ain't uh, men ain't shit. It's those are dudes too that are in that boat. Yeah. But I still feel like those are the outliers, though, on both sides. It, Russell is a black man showing black love, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever situation happened in the past, mm-hmm. and that's when when niggas start saying he a simp. They they look at the situation that happened, and they think, oh man, you know, he just playing into her hand, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, she got what nah, she wanted. Nah, Russell's established. Right, he's good. <laughs> Russell's good. Right, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? What are you doing? Yeah. Talk about another man, man like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they, <laughs> and the whole time, what what is what's happening? They don't have the money he has, so they don't have the love he has, mm. and they're sitting back, listening to future songs because he keeps making all these songs about all his exes. I just listened to something this morning. What did J. Cole say? He says, tell Steve Harvey I don't want to. I'm like, I just make it be angry all the time. Whoa. What did Cole say? <laughs> if you making fun of a millionaire, the joke's on you. Right. Hey. So, and, and so, so that's all that was. That, they were just hating on Russell. And I think the other part of the demographic were the men that felt like they were the Russell. Mm. And they weren't. Mm. And, and they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> they were the Russell in their own mind. In their own mind. Yeah. But Sierra never circled back for them. Nope. <laughs> you know? Or they never found their Sierra anyway. It's like that misery loves company thing. If I can't have my One Sierra, you can't have your Sierra either. We all going to be out here single. Mm. And, and then mm. welcome to the manosphere. Oh, welcome to the red pill society. Okay. <laughs> wow. Which is not all that. 
but it's a lot of that though i would say that's more of the incel stuff brokenhearted men out here the brokenhearted versions that can't do anything with the one they can't they can't establish any type of connection Mm. at all yeah because they can't move on out here right (laughs) so let's let's get back into these questions so Ringo Mandingo, what do you think are some of the biggest issues that black men and women face when trying to date each other? Well, all basically all the issues that we face as black people in America, we face them together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we should that? be. Uh, I, we we should be. I'll say that. So yeah. as mm-hmm. we know, we all suffer from depression and anxiety because people are trying to kill us every single day yes. because it is something that we can't even control. Right. Yes. Um, we we we're behind in the workforce We're we have to work four times hard to get like half of what white people get all the time. Mm-hmm. And then for y'all, it's times that by two because you're a woman. Mm-hmm. So you're black and you're a woman. So it's like a double negative. So instead of us being like, you know what, let's band together, man, let's get this popping and, and do this together. We have a wedge in <laughs> between us and it's like we're competing. That's what I feel like. It's like a competition thing. Mm-hmm. Something happened back in the day and I, I work for social services, so I'm not going to get into this long history lesson. But the black man left the household a long time ago just so the family could make it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they never came back. You know, that's what that's what it looks like from the outside looking in, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when so when we're sitting there to get like now when we're trying to date, we're still on the opposite sides of the fence looking at one another. And every time we try to venture over to make the connection, we can't connect because we're so that wedge is so deep, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, like we're screaming at each other, saying the same thing. And until we get past the wedge, I don't think we're ever going to establish that that genuine connection again, you know? So it's a lot of trauma yeah. that's keeping us apart. So, yeah. Yeah. We all need therapy, trauma. basically. Yeah. What's yeah. And you know, that's not that popular in the Black community. Maybe mm. amongst your audience, um, you know, professionals tend to... It's still... Know. No, I mean, it's still, it's still the, the whole stigma thing around, um, well, if you go to therapy, you crazy kind of thing, you know? Oh, we we still fighting yeah. that. It's, it's getting better. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and not just crazy weak. Yeah, you know, as a strong black woman, I can't show any weakness at all. Yes, right. On it, it's like since you're tired, right, the whole time. Yeah, and then yeah, all of that strength about. is what makes you look crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like sit down. Yeah, let me open the door. Let me get that bag for you. I got it. Please, you know. Oh. I got it. I'm about to do it. <laughs> Passed out, heart attack, straight. Right, passing gas, shaking. I'm like, wait a minute. See, she could have just let me hold that door real quick. She would have been fine. So until we, I think until we get past that trauma, we're we're always going to have that that wedge. But how do you get past a trauma when it's constant? Like you said, every single day, someone's trying to kill us. <sighs> How can you focus on survival and love at the same time? Like, it's how hard. can you mm. truly do that? It's, it's, I don't even know if there's a, an actually a conventional way. It's so hard. 
in today's society. It's it's beyond hard. <laughs> it's because you got to, you know, even if you get past it, you got your, your kids, yeah. your oh. partner, yeah. your family, and it's going to rope, rope, it's going to simply just rope you right back in. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like I said, I don't even think there's a, there's a traditional or conventional way for you to actually get past that. Yeah. But, and that's why when somebody to me, when they, when they reach that black love, that's why I'm like, oh, there's an example. I'm going to follow that. Those are my new Huxtables, you know? (laughs) 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 That's hope right there. I'm going to go with the hope because it it, it is so dark. I don't, it's, it's like the walking dead almost, you know? You ever watch that show and like it's like a zombie apocalypse and they just like stop to take time to have sex. I'm like, huh? Look at them. It's actually a moment. <laughs> what a luxury! <laughs> like they haven't bathed or anything. Right. They just said, let's do that. Now, tattered clothes and all, dried blood. Like, oh, they don't. All right, cool. They found time for love right there. Look at that. And then fifteen minutes later. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness but i love the point of you bringing up the history of it because yes. a lot of people just want to focus on what is today right but when you are have an understanding or you're an intellectual and you study history because it always comes back to repeat itself over and over mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. you have a better understanding so a lot of these questions i feel as if we wanted to interview some ignorant dudes <laughs> The responses would have been totally different. <laughs> yeah. But right. you guys have not only your own personal experiences, you know, with Double G growing up with four sisters. So he understands how the female mind works a little bit more than a guy who never been exposed to anything else other than probably like their mom raised them or, you know, their dad's perspective or whatever. It uh, gets you to the point where I forgot what I was about to say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good too. I was, I was, right. waiting. I was, I was, I was, I was, in it like <laughs> on the edge of my seat. She got the prince up in here. Yes. The history. The, thank you. Damn. Okay, so the history <laughs> of it is important because when you come down to it, you said every single day someone's trying to kill us. Where's that come from? Systemic racism. Mm-hmm. You know, where does mm-hmm. it come from? Welfare. Systemic racism. Where mm-hmm. does it come from? Keeping us off it. Systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? Us only looking at each other sexually and you being a buck and me being a baby factory. Systemic racism. Right. So when it, and that's who's the hand behind a lot of the social media too. So mm-hmm. we got to be mindful of not only the input for social media, but we also have to be mindful of our output and how our words impact other people. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I was down after that call my LSs and them just talking so much trash about men. And it was just like, where is the future taking us? You know? Yes. No, I feel you. You are the first teachers. You are going to be mothers one day. You're the first teachers of the children. What are you teaching them that they're going to believe about themselves as young men or being young women going out and dating these men and reproducing with them one day. Right. And then just being single and in the dating environment and watching some of these arguments and things play out on social media, on reality TV, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, mm, this is not appealing. This doesn't look <laughs> no. promising. There's nothing, there's right. no hope here. And you're just trying to remember, I guess, that they're in this, they're in the boat with you, right? There, we are both in this this boat that is fighting against, like you said, systemic racism, white supremacy. We're fighting against um, other stereotypes from other ethnic groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. We supposed to be in this together, but if we're sitting here pulling uh, buckets out of this boat 
and dipping into all that negativity from white supremacy and everything else and pouring it into the boat with us, we're just going to sit there and sing. But we're steady trying Mm -hmm. to feel like, well, we're connected. We're supposed to be connected. But all the time we're sitting here fighting each other like, I... It's depressing. I'd be mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just can't we like just all said, get along. Can't we just love one another? What happened to them? Plan. Right. What mm-hmm. happened to them old love songs? Like we don't listen to them no more. Everything about right. babies in your throat. Busting it open. Busted open. Busted it open and put a cap in somebody's ass. Do people still say cap in that ass? No. no. Oh my God. Nah, <laughs> I don't really. Bust a cap <laughs> in that ass. Now we get it back in blood. Oh, <laughs> nah. But that, right. that's real though. Oh, you gonna say something? Go ahead, say something. No, I would just, I would just, I, I watched the uh, the movie Judas and uh, the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. and um, they they touched, they showed us like the inside of the Black Panther Party, like how they worked, right? And it, I thought it was so cool how the dude was trying to like, you know, trying to holler at one of the girls there, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, brother, what's the first rule?" Of the, and I was like, "And the rule was like, don't objectify your sisters in in arms." Right. And I was like, "Shit." So women were equal. They weren't seen as less than. They weren't seen as just their bodies. They weren't seen as just sexual objects. They were equal. They were your 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 sisters in arms against the systemic racism, right? right. And I was like, "Damn, if we could get back to that, like we would be lit right now." Mm-hmm. But the government shut that mm, shit down as a terrorist group. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we was we damn. was on the time we were so us. close. Congregate. Right. Terrorist group. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Watch out for them. Right. And as they be They're doing talking. that now, you be in the office together talking and all of a sudden, hey, so okay. what you talking about? What's going on? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. That, like, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. We're good. <laughs> Not talking about anything. Because I'm an asshole, I'm the one that does. <laughs> I'll see. Jeez. Like my friends. And I'll be like, it's too many niggers here. Y'all got to break this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. No. no. And it's like, it turned into like that. the joke, but though that ass when white people do it, though, it's disgusting. Like they really do that to us. They're always, always. watching. Yes. Yeah, always. The fans always watching. The fans always listening. And <laughs> always, no matter what the situation is. Hey, everybody, it's Elise Real here. All right, so the conversation between us and the hashtag Just Saying podcast was really, really good. And therefore, it went really, really long. So while today's pod will end here, we will be picking up the conversation once more next week, Sunday, with the rest of the gems, the details, and all the tips for your listening pleasure. So be sure to tune in next week, Sunday, for the second half of Ebony and Eligible Dating Edition. And with that, remember we are here for you full time from Coffee and Wine and play your power perfectly. Peace. Thanks for joining us. Full Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full time black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. If you have questions or want to add to today's topic, send us an email to contact at fulltimeblackwoman.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at fulltimeblackwoman and on Twitter at ftblackwoman.